What's happening, everyone? Welcome into another episode of the Final Score Podcast. Greg Swatek of the Frederick News Post Sports Department here with you, as always, and uh, looking forward to catching up with uh, Hood basketball coach, men's basketball coach, uh, Chad Dickman this week. Uh, Blazers have their uh, tip-off tournament uh, this weekend, uh, Friday and Saturday. Uh, the MMI Classic at uh, BB&T Arena. Uh, they will uh, uh, have three teams there. Uh, Goucher College, uh, Mary Baldwin College uh, out of Virginia, and also uh, the defending Division Three National Champs, uh, the number one team in the nation in Division Three, uh, Randolph-Macon. Uh, John, coached by uh, Josh Merkel, uh, Walkersville native. Uh, led him, as we said, to the National Championship last year, and, and he and Coach Dickman uh, know each other pretty well. They've had a uh, a rivalry back back to their playing days uh, in, in high school. So I uh, look forward to uh, catching up with Coach Dickman, asking him about uh, his team's season uh, that, that is on uh, the horizon here. Uh, Hood uh, went to the NCAA Division Three tournament for the first time since 2007 last season. So we'll talk to Coach Dickman about uh, welcoming Randolph Macon in this weekend and, and their upcoming season in just a couple of minutes. Uh, but first, let's talk some Frederick County sports with my colleagues here, uh, John Cannon and Alexander Dacey. And uh, guys, I <clears throat> love the contrast on a night like this, because here it is, we're mm-hmm. sitting in this podcast studio talking sports on election night while the rest of the newsroom <laughs> sort of freaks out <laughs> about election results and uh and who's winning and who's losing. Uh, deadlines are coming up, and they're really doing their best sports writer's uh, impression because that's, sort, that's the sort of thing we do every night. So I, I just love the contrast that we're in here just talking shop, and then and, and the rest of the newsroom is freaking out for a change. <laughs> so, But um, here we are. It's, it's uh, uh, playoff week, uh, another playoff week, uh, getting a little uh, further into the playoffs, uh, down to four soccer teams in, in, in the state semifinals. Uh, down to three volleyball teams in the region finals. Um, We've got the state cross-country meet coming up this weekend. And, of course, uh, uh, the big sport, uh, football. Uh, we have uh, seven teams uh, going uh, to the de-, de facto region semifinals uh, in-, in their respective classifications. So uh, where to begin uh, I guess we'll start with, well, we'll, we'll talk football in a couple of minutes, but we'll start with the soccer, uh, Tuscarora boys, uh, look like, uh, one of the, one of the favorites, uh, in class three, a they're in, they're in a semifinal against, uh, Towson on Friday night. Um, the Oakdale girls who have been a juggernaut all season, uh, unscored upon, uh, since September 14th, they are back in a three, a semifinal against Mount Hebron, the, the very team that knocked them out last year. You have the Urbana boys, uh, who've made a sort of a stirring run here with, with a couple of PK victories. They they weren't highly seeded coming into the playoffs, but but they're in a semifinal Saturday. John against Urbana boys soccer. Oh, oh boy, I'm drawing a black here. I just typed up the capsules. Alexander, can you I, help I us think out it's here? Bowie. I believe. Yeah, 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 Bowie. Yeah, Bowie. Bowie. Yeah, I'm yeah. sorry because I did that in Brunswick. Well, we we don't have our paperwork in front of right. us uh, right now like we should. <laughs> And then, of course, the Brunswick boys, the, the reigning uh, uh, Class 1A state champs. Uh, they're in a semifinal Saturday night at Leganor High School, 7.30 Saturday, against... Perryville. Perryville, wow. okay, well. yeah. Um, so, so four soccer teams left. Uh, Brunswick, you, you got to like their chances uh, ha- uh, as the defending champs. 
Oakdale girls, they were the top seed in the quarterfinals uh, 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 for the state. They're, they're unbeaten. Uh, they're unscored upon in a, in a long time. Got to like their chances. Urbana, yeah, I mean, you never know. I mean, uh, uh, could they keep their run going? And then Tuscora, as we mentioned, um, uh, looks like one of the favorites uh, for the 3A boys. Just just your thoughts on, on this quartet of soccer teams, Alexander. I mean, again, aside from Urbana, which is, you know, maybe been a little bit of a surprise, uh, the other three are all, are all kind of, year, you know, all year have been, you know, probably our three strongest teams and in their, I guess in their respective classifications and, you know, at least two. And I think, I believe this is also true of, of Brunswick. They're all number one seeds, uh, number one overall seeds in their, in, in states. So I, I guess it's not really a surprise that we're seeing those three, you know, those three teams here. Uh, and, and again, a nice run by Urbana though, you know, Bowie will pose Bowie being the, being the number one overall seed in four, a four, a boys will, will pose a challenge, but you know, it, I mean, like we said, like you, you know, like you told me when I, when I got here, it's like, it's like soccer, you know, soccer is soccer, soccer and football is, in the fall, is yeah. huge up here. And I mean, we're, we're seeing why just with how dominant. And again, I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, we potentially have at least three of these teams, you know, at least get to, at least get to the final, if not potentially hoist, hoist a trophy in, you know, about a week, week and a half. John, you're our volleyball guy in the fall. I mean, mm-hmm. you, you see some soccer, but 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 maybe not as much as uh, Alexander and, and, and myself. Just mm-hmm. uh, you, you do the prep page every week. You you see all the stats that that come in. Just general thoughts on the on these soccer teams. I mean, volleyball or, or, or soccer. So soccer, yeah. Soccer, yeah. Well, I mean, Brunswick. I covered them last year when they won the state title, and I mean, I remember thinking most of those kids were underclassmen. They were juniors. A lot of them. They're all back this year, and they you know they they've just been rolling. Uh, their their losses. They lost to uh, Liberty earlier in the year, and uh, Liberty ended up going on to beat Tuscarora, which tells you something about Liberty. And then Brunswick lost to Tuscarora um, in the CMC Championship. Um, otherwise, they have a tie in there. Uh, they're just just they've been rolling all year, and uh, they're gonna be really tough to beat. I agree with Urbana. I mean, it, it's fun to watch. They're going up against a Bowie team. I believe they made the state semis last year. Um, yeah, but uh, Urbana's, I mean, they, they, they got a really tough defense. Of course, so does Bowie. That'll be an interesting match. They both have, uh, between the two of them, I don't know, like 17 shutouts or something this year. So that'll be an interesting match. Um, and Tuscarora, I mean, they, I've not seen them this year. I wish yeah. I had, but they, they just, they're power every year. And, and uh, I hate to use the word do, but yeah, they, they were looking pretty good, it sounds like. Yeah, they're, they're, I mean, again, pretty much every game I've seen them, they've just kind of run over their opponent, and it's not been particularly close. And again, really the only, you know, again, their only slip-up was that was that one game to Liberty. But, you know, aside from that, they felt, they, they, they felt really good. And again, they're, you know, all the numbers prove it. Like, they're scoring almost five goals a game. Mm-hmm. They have like eleven or twelve shutouts on you know out of their eighteen games that they've played. So, it, it, you know it, it's it again like you said. I think they I think they had one championship like f- I believe it was two thousand eight. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, you know given given the the recent success they've had and they they got to this point last year and bowed out in the, in the semifinals, but. Yeah, it all, it almost seems like it is their time. Right. Yeah, I mean them and the Oakdale girls are not they're not even playing close games. I mean mm-hmm. o- the Oakdale girls five nothing in a state semifinal against River Hill, who's who's a state power in mm-hmm. girls soccer. I mean they they've won multiple state titles before in girls soccer, and Oakdale beat them five nothing uh, in the semifinals. Tuscarora boys haven't played close games all season. I mean it, it's noteworthy when they do play a close game. So we'll see. I mean here we are in the semifinal round. They're 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 playing 
obviously other very good teams. Uh, Mount Hebron, uh, the team that beat the Oakdale girls last year, they're a, also a defensive-minded team. Uh, they, they play low-scoring games. They, they, they can score goals. They have been scoring uh, goals in the playoffs. They have a couple of 4 nothing. I think they have a 4 nothing win in the quarterfinals, a 4-1 win in their first game against Manchester Valley, which happens to be the last team to score on the Oakdale girls. Oakdale tied them earlier in the season. So, so yeah, it should be an uh, exciting weekend. Uh uh, Tuscarora boys play Friday. The other three games are Saturday. Uh, Oakdale plays at, C- at Crofton. Uh, Brunswick pl- boys play at Ligonor, and the Urbana boys play, um, I believe, at uh, is, is it Blair? It's Blair, yeah, it's Montgomery Blair. So, um, I, I guess th- the wild card this weekend, guys, is the weather because we're supposed <laughs> there's a hurricane uh, churning off the coast of Florida right now. It's supposed to blow through the state and then move north and. I've heard we could get more than an inch of rain on Friday. So I uh, reached out to uh, Kevin Kendro, uh, the uh, head of uh, athletics here in Frederick County, and uh, he said there's no plans to move any football games on Friday as of now. And uh, it seems like everything's going to stay as originally scheduled. So the Tuscarora boys playing soccer in her downpour. I mean, what what, what, what could happen there with what, what, what the football games? Mm-hmm. I mean, is it going to be hard to score touchdowns because you can't pass and – and can you hang on to the ball on, mm-hmm. on, on running plays? So the weather could be a real uh, a wild card this weekend. Uh, let's touch on the state cross-country meet uh, for, for a minute here. Uh, the Frederick girls uh, have, a, have a real shot to win. Uh, they have the reigning uh, 3A state champion, Caroline Gregory, who will be a big favorite to win again. And, and can her, the rest of her teammates join her in the winner's circle uh, here? And, uh, and also uh, James uh, uh, Partlow of Thomas Johnson has a chance to, to win the boys' race. So that's at Hereford this week. I think the Frederick girls won the Bull Run Invitational at Hereford earlier in the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, James Partlow uh, did well at, at Hereford earlier in the season, too. So uh, John will be there Saturday at, at Hereford, so we'll see what happens mm-hmm. with the state cross country. Uh, volleyball, we're down to three region finalists. Urbana, the, 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 probably the best team in the county uh, uh, this season. They'll, they'll take on Clarksburg. Uh, and um, uh, uh, Middletown's M- at Hammond. M- Middletown, uh, sort of a surprise team, John, right? Uh, the number five seed in their region uh, playing at Hammond. Yeah, they knocked off Glenelg last night. Uh, you know, who was what, a state champ last year? Is that right? Or they were. Yeah, yeah, they were the state champions that's, last year. That's incredible. And I was looking at it. I mean, actually, Glenelg. Uh, Beat Hammond earlier this year. I believe it was three to nothing. So uh, Middletown is is maybe you know catching fire at the right time, and of course then Linganore is also they're going to play North Hagerstown. I mean it, it, they've done well to get where they are, but North Hagerstown. I saw them earlier in the year beat Urbana. North uh, if they don't win a state title, I'd like to see the team that beats them because they're really right. really good. Yeah, Linganore has its hands full, but it had the had the big win uh, on Monday night. Alexander were, were beat, beating Oakdale. Yeah, and it was it was again kind of a case of you know these two teams played back in the middle of September, and Oakdale took it in four sets, but every set was within like about two or three points. It was all extremely close, and same you know same deal last night uh, Monday night, and but Linganore Linganore flipped that around. They took they took all three. Uh, sets and swept Oakdale, who again is you know, you know again a t- typically one of the better teams, but it's definitely, definitely was sort of a, a, a transition year for them. You know, lose they lost you know or, you know their coach uh, Dorsch told me you know they were fairly inexperienced this year, and it and it, it kind of showed um, you know in them 
you know, not, I don't want to say not there, you know, there were like one or two sets uh, or the first and third set, they were up by about one or two, you know, just a few points from, from clinching and Linganore came back and, you know, you know, pulled it out. And then the, and then the, the second set Linganore had to hold on after Oakdale tried to rally, but you know, it, good for the Lancers. I mean, this is, you know, again, volleyball is one of the, you know, one, one of the few sports where they're, they're not, they're not a typical, you know, a powerhouse, but it's, you, you know, th- this is, this is the furthest they've gotten in volleyball in a very long and, time. And, and they, this was, this was the season knowing that North Hagerstown is in their yeah. region. This was, this was the goal to get to the region final, right? Yeah. yeah and, and that's, and that's what they told me, you know, is that, is that, is that this, this is sort of their, their, you know, this is what they wanted. They wanted to break past this hump because the last about five or six playoffs, at least they've gotten to, they've won a game and then immediately lost to like an Oakdale or, you know, a, a team like that. Uh, but now that they've, you know, they've gotten past that hump, they're, they're getting, they're getting a shot at North Hagerstown, which, you know, given how much North Hagerstown just dominated at pretty much everybody this year, um, you know, I, I can't foresee that really going any other way, but, you know, th- this is still a successful season for Lingnore Volleyball. They, they got they got as far as they were going to go. They got they got as far as they were going to go. And I mean, even coming into this, they won seven of eight, so they're 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 peaking at the right time. And you know, they're they're they really they've really gelled these last few weeks. Right, uh, Urbana. They've been to the state quarterfinals the last two years. They've won they've won their region. And in each of those quarterfinals in the last two years, they lost fifteen to thirteen in in, in the fi- in the fifth and deciding set. So. They like their chances this year. Uh, uh, Coach uh, Jerry Burge uh, told me on Monday. There's a few undefeated teams out there: Athelton, Leonardtown. Uh, I believe uh, Sherwood either has one loss or they're or they're unbeaten. So there's a couple teams uh, that uh, could be standing in their path. But but they like their chances uh, to to beat Clarksburg in, in the region final Wednesday and uh, get back to the get to the back to the quarterfinals and and, and maybe win a quarterfinal match uh, this year after everything is reseeded. So uh so Urbana's been our best team all year. Just just the one loss to North Hagerstown. And uh they they ha- have um uh, they have high hopes of, of getting to at least the semifinal round and and seeing what happens there. So all right, uh that that's where we stand because golf season's over. Mm-hmm. Cross country's coming to an end. So uh, so fall sports uh uh, winding, winding down uh, uh, here in the county, but but we do have three or four, maybe a month of uh, football left, and uh, that's dominated a lot of these talks all season. And just again, you got it. The weather is going to be a factor this week. I I was sharing a story with you guys where I saw a three nothing overtime uh, playoff football game many years ago, played in in monsoon like conditions, and uh, the winning team, which happened to be Urbana in this case, found a dry piece of grass they could kick a field goal off of in overtime and 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 they beat tuscarora three nothing so fumbles uh can you pass all all the things we mentioned a couple minutes ago that could really play into play into it if these games are played in john you've seen how many strange games at damascus Um, (laughs) me as well that's where ligonor is playing on a grass field this week so I'm, I'm expecting. I don't know what to expect this week. I guess is what I'm saying with football, <laughs> yeah, especially that game. And obviously, we were talking about that earlier. I mean, that's a really. I mean, Damascus is having a heck of a year. You could say Lingenor is having a down year, but I mean, I think it, it, I don't know how the weather's going to affect it. Do you think it's still going to be a really good matchup? So. Right. Yeah. Uh, just, just to run things down for you, three uh, A West. Uh, you had Frederick uh, roll to an easy win over. Uh, 
South Hagerstown. You had Oakdale roll to an easy win over North Hagerstown uh, last week. Uh, the Frederick and Oakdale rematch. That, 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 that's probably the game of the week again. Uh, Frederick won fairly convincingly. Oakdale got a couple bad calls uh, against them in the first game. I don't know how much it would have changed the outcome. Frederick clearly the favorite uh, coming into this week. Laganor, which came into the playoffs weirdly on under 500 at four and five, they went to Rockville last week and, and had an easy win. So that sends them to Damascus, which had a bye is the, is the top seed in the region. Uh, in the two A West, you had Walkersville. They had a pretty easy win over uh, Glenelg last week. Uh, Middletown had a pretty easy win over Hammond. Uh, so, so they advance. Walkersville now advances to face the top seed Poolsville this week on a grass field. Uh, Walkersville beat Poolsville in the playoffs last year. Uh, Middletown is the number two seed in the region. Will host Oakland Mill, uh, Oakland Mills, and and Oakland Mills is always a team uh, that plays our teams well in two A. It's usually a one a crazy high scoring one or two point game, but Walkersville's beaten them uh, in recent years. I remember Middletown uh, uh, winning as well. So. Um, so our, our teams have done well against Oakland Mills uh, in, in recent years in Middletown. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll try and add to that this week. Uh, in Class 1A, Brunswick, uh, they beat uh, Catoctin last week uh, in, in, in a rematch from the previous week's game. And uh, Brunswick will go uh, to uh, Bel Air in Harford County and, and take on uh, Patterson Mill. And then, of course, let's not forget Urbana. Um, been one of our bet, been one of our best teams all season. Um, they had an easy win over Tuscarora last week, and they will take on. I'm, I'm now Mount, I'm drawing a blank. Mount Hebron, Mount Hebron, yes. Uh, uh, in 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 a, a playoff game that all the all the county games are played on turf. So as long as you can hang on to the ball, maybe maybe the weather won't be a factor. But with the grass fields at uh, Damascus and um, Poolsville. Um, and uh that'll that'll that could make things interesting so um i i I like walkersville and middletown's chances in 2a to get to the quarterfinals um oakdale and frederick one of those teams will get through i give lincoln a shot at damascus Mm -hmm. uh, um uh, for sure um because lincoln is not a bad team they just play in a play in a tough region so Mm -hmm. that's been part of their struggles this year Brunswick, I, I don't know. Um, I, I think they'll have to play well, but but can they beat Patterson Mill? I mean, maybe. And then uh, Ur- Urbana, you have to like them as the top seed that that won the region last year and got to the quarterfinals and played a pretty good Dundalk team uh, down to the wire in the quarterfinals last year. So, how, how do you guys see the the football landscape? I mean, it's it is kind of crazy to think about that there. Though it is unlikely, there is a realistic possibility that six of these teams are still surviving next week. Obviously, we're going to lose one of Frederick or Oakdale. But outside of that, I mean, you know, like like you said, every team is either going to probably be outright favored or at least just has a fighting chance. You know, and again, I mean, I think that the two least likely are probably Brunswick and Linganore. But again, they they have a shot and. You know, we, we could be going into states here with several with several teams fairly high up in contention, and that's again that's just pretty remarkable that it's it's just so deep, you know, top to bottom. And again, like, we, I mean, it's basically what we've been saying. It's 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 kind of the the seven teams that we, you know, thought at the beginning of the year would be in you know be in a position like this with the 
with the potential to go far again. I mean, you know, we got, you know, you know, we, we, we dropped, we dropped three at the, the first week, but, um, you know, you know, these other seven, they've been our, they, they've been basically at or above 500 all year. And they've, they've been, they've been rolling. And a lot of them are, especially like a team like Walkersville's getting hot. Um, and, and, you know, it could, it could, it could be a good week for good week and good time coming up for Frederick County. Yeah, and this is where the football brackets get downright screwy because right. these technically are region semifinals, but there will never be a region championship game. Like like these teams that win this week, they're not going to necessarily play each other because everything gets shuffled up and and reseeded after this week. So so let's say Demat, let's say Ligonor and Frederick win their games. That's the region final, right? Nope they <laughs> they, they they get reseeded into the quarterfinals and that they. Could play, I guess, uh, in, in theory, depending on how the other regions shake out. But but there is really no region championship game mm-hmm. in football anymore, yeah. so so it's a bit screwy. But you mm-hmm. have the possibility, and I think it, it'll happen one day, where you could end up with two Frederick County teams in a state championship game, and that, that's going to be you, something you, when that you, happens. You, you could, yeah. I don't think this is the year, but when it does happen, or I think it will happen. Well, that's gonna be uh, let's say Ligonor gets through, and they're the five seeds, so they'll, they'll, they'll be one of the lowest seeds, if not the lowest for the quarterfinals, is a, is a five mm-hmm. seed, you would think, unless there's just upsets galore across the board. Uh... If, and depending on where Frederick falls in the mix is a two seed. I mean, yeah. I mean, they, they, and if they both get hot, I mean, yeah. I mean, you raise a valid point there, John, where we could have two county teams. We had two teams playing in a semifinal uh-huh. last year, right. and, and it's very possible that, that that could eventually be a championship game. And that's so. never happened with Frederick County. I know, like, I remember it happened with Washington County back in, I'll say, the 90s or something. Uh, I don't even know how that happened. I, I guess that's what the, the old way the playoff system was, but uh, that'd be interesting. Yeah, sure. I, I do sort of like that they reseed for the quarterfinals, though, because in, in the old system you had some really weak regions. And you get some state semifinals. You'd get region finals that were significantly better than state semifinals, just because whatever team came out of the really weak region could could not hold hold its own against uh, some of these other really good teams. So, so for football especially, I I, I do like the reseeding uh, because it ensures like you're going to get the best matchups and, and the best potential championship game, and not just some weak region playing a strong region and then getting some lopsided result in like a state semifinal or a state final. Yeah, so. I feel like the year Walkersville lost to Damascus. That was what, a state or a region? Uh, that was the region final, yeah. I mean, they were probably the two best, what, 2A teams? Back right, then. Walkersville and Middletown back in right. the day. Well, right. what, what if they would have met and what if they would have played, gotten into this quarterfinal round? Mm-hmm. There was a very good chance in 2011 and 2012 that they could have been the teams that they were probably the two best two a teams in the state mm-hmm. uh and but but they were playing in a region championship game right and 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 then you had like some blowout results uh in some later rounds which which you never like to see so oh well i i guess winter sports season will be starting up pretty soon we'll be getting ready to talk basketball and wrestling and uh track and field and swimming and stuff so um, it, it all this this fall season always goes really fast. I mean, the, the football season especially. It, it feels like it was just starting, and here here we are, eleven weeks later, um, talking about uh, region semifinals. So, gentlemen, thank you very much. Uh, back back to the back to the office and and, and laughing at everyone uh, here on election night. And stay with us here on the final score because we'll talk to hood basketball coach uh, Chad Dickman.
Always good to catch up with this guy. He's the head coach of the men's basketball team at Hood College, uh, Chad Dickman. And, uh, Coach, uh, you guys opened the season this weekend with a, with a big tournament, uh, the uh, MMI, uh, invita- MMI tip-off, I, I believe it's called. And you have the number one team in the country uh, coming in in Randolph-Macon. Uh, coached by a team we all know well, and uh, Josh Merkel, a Walkersville native. Um, um, what, what is your relationship with Josh, uh, first of all? Uh, Josh and I go way back. He uh, he was a couple years older than me in high school, um, and he went to St. John's uh, Prospect Hall, as it was known at the time, and I went to TJ. So um, we had we had our battles. We, we were uh, we were not the closest of friends in high school, um, and so he we we kind of um, got back in touch uh, after college when we were both getting into the coaching industry and. Uh, We've been uh, we've been pretty close ever ever since. We we speak probably once a month, um, and you know he's he's obviously done a, a heck of a job down there at Randolph Macon. So we're excited to get them up for uh, the tournament this weekend. I mean, yeah, I mean to have the number one team in Division Three, the defending national champions in in your own gym, there there should be a lot of buzz this weekend, right? Yeah, I think so. Um, you know, I th- I think he has uh, about seventeen brothers and sisters, so. Uh, should have a good family uh, atmosphere there for the for the from the Merkels, um, but we had a uh, we had a really good turnout last year. Uh, they came up here last year as well. Um, so we have Goucher coming from uh, Baltimore. We have Mary Baldwin coming from Virginia as well. Um, so it should be a, a good weekend. It's it's Friday evening and Saturday afternoon. Um, but you know it, we're we're uh, we're kind of. Uh, Anxious to see how how we look uh, over here at Hood, just because we lost a lot of uh, scoring and, and a lot of leadership to graduation. So uh, we're excited, and you know, if we happen to, uh, if we can win on Friday and Randolph Macon wins on Friday, uh, we will play them in the tournament championship Saturday afternoon. So uh, that'll be exciting. Yeah, just a little housekeeping here. You guys will play Goucher at six o'clock on Friday. Is that correct? In this tip-off Correct. tournament, okay, and then that'll be followed by the Randolph-Macon Mary Baldwin game. Uh, the the winners will play at three o'clock uh, Saturday. Is that right? Three thirty Saturday, uh, thereabouts. Um, uh, yeah, consolation consolation games at one, championship games at three. Uh, at, at three at, at BB&T Arena on uh, on the Hood campus. So uh, this is quite a way to to, to start the season, Coach. You're, you're not exactly uh, wading into the water here. No, I mean, we, we, we usually have this tournament every year and, and we like to, you know, try to bring in some talented teams. And, uh, you know, Josh is always looking forward to getting back to Frederick and, um, you know, being a, uh, uh, you know, a native of Frederick. He's he's always excited. And like I said, he he has a lot of family still around here. So, um, you know, it, I'm hoping we can continue to get them up here uh, every year. Uh, maybe one of these times we can we, we, we can knock them off. But uh but it's been uh, it's been fun the last uh, uh, we've had this tournament for about four or five years. So it's uh, it, it's been a, a, a nice event for us. Before we talk about your team, how much of his team, how much of his championship team is back uh, this season? Uh, so he lost his All-American point guard, which will hurt them. Um, and he's over and playing in uh, Europe's, I think, second highest league right now uh, professionally. So that's a big blow for him. But. Uh, I think they bring back six of their top eight or seven of their top nine. Uh, they bring back four starters, I believe. So, um, you know, that, that that's kind of a crucial loss for them at the point guard spot. But, um, 
you know, they, they won the national championship by 30 points last year. So uh, I think they got a little bit of leeway to, to work with, um, but they'll still be good. I mean, they'll be number one team in the country preseason. Um, and until someone knocks them off, you know, they'll probably remain number one. Yeah. All right. How are, how are your guys looking? You've been at it at practice for, for uh, officially for uh, a, a month or so now, right? Yeah, we started on October 15th, so about three weeks. Um, it's been good. I think I think we've had two scrimmages so far. Uh, I like where we're at right now just because we have a lot of guys playing new roles. Um, I think anyone familiar with our program from the last few years uh, knows about the Wang twins and how important they were uh, to our program and how successful they were here. So uh, they graduated. Uh, we lost Bryce Butler to graduation, who was the starter for us, and Luel Chole. Uh, who uh, came off the bench as a big man for us. Uh, those four guys are, um, you know, really big losses for us. And I think we looked at it, uh, I think it's like 49 points a game we lost to graduation. So um, that's a that's a huge chunk of uh, offensive firepower. So um, so I am excited because I think we we do have the potential to do certain things better than, than we did last year. Um, offensively, it may be a little bit more of a process. Um, but you know, the guys are excited. I think the guys think they have something to prove. Um, you know, I think, uh, I don't think the expectations around the region or around our conference are, are real high for us. Um, uh, even after winning the championship last year. So, um, that's a little bit of bulletin board material for our guys. So I think we'll, uh, I think, you know, with this group mentally, uh, I think they'll figure it, figure it out and find a way to be successful. Uh, how high we go or how far we go, you know, we'll see. But uh, I do like where we're at right now. Well, what's the process like of establishing a new identity? Because so much of your identity over the last four years has been tied up with with Mason, your all-time leading scorer, uh, his, bro- his twin brother Evan, uh, I think your fifth all-time leading scorer. And, and you, you relied on them to do so much, and now you're asking new guys to not exactly do – exactly what they did but 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 to fill that gap uh, just w- w- what's it like establishing a new identity well i think you're right i mean you're not you're not going to just replace those two guys um so it's it's a team effort um and you know i i think just kind of watching us early on in the season the the ball moves a little bit more um you know when you have two players that are that talented you know uh, a lot of times it, the ball can get stuck in their hands going back and forth, which is, you know, still a good thing for us. But uh, when it comes down to it, you know, there there are times where our opponents could kind of really key in on those two guys. Um, I think we're a little bit more balanced this year. And, uh, you know, we, we we got five guys out there. And, like, I honestly I, – I couldn't tell you today who's going to be our leading scorer this year. I can see us having, you know, three or four guys averaging double, double figures potentially. Um, so, you know, I, I think it'll be kind of tougher for uh, opponents to, to scout us and, um, you know, really lock in on specific people. So um, uh, I do like our balance and we're really deep. You know, we, we can throw uh, plenty of guys out there and, and, and not have, uh, you know, much of a drop off. Uh, so, you know, right now we're just kind of uh, tinkering with some combinations, seeing what, which guys play best together um, and just try to figure out, you know, which guys bring the most value on the court. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, it, it'll be something we're figuring out, uh, throughout the season. Um, but you know, like I said, it, it's definitely a team effort, um, trying to, uh, uh, make up for everything we lost last year. 
I think it was 2008. That was the last time you guys entered the season as, as reigning conference champions. Um, and, and, and yes, people know what you lost. They, they know, uh, uh, Evan and Mason graduated and moved on, but, but still you guys are the reigning champs. People are going to be coming for you. Just what, what, what's the process like entering a season sort of with that target on your back? Um, you know, I think it's just a little different. I, the preseason poll came out and they ranked us fifth, uh, in the conference preseason. So, um, you know, I like to see that. Let me, I mean, it's hanging up in our locker room, um, you know, just, just uh, as motivation for our guys. So I don't, I honestly don't really think that teams are going to look at us uh, with like a bullseye on our back because we won last year. Cause I think they just think that we're a whole different team and, and we are, but you know, the, uh, you know, the culture of the program and, and, you know, just uh, having that title. I mean, I, I think that the deserves uh, a lot of respect to the returning guys. So um you know, it's it's more of a motivation thing for for those guys. Um, you know, if we were preseason number one, I don't know if we could, uh, you know, pull that. I don't know. I don't know if we can play that card. You know, so um, I I think it's just one of those things where our guys really understand that people are overlooking them uh, because of uh, losing, you know, all those seniors and and not thinking we're going to be uh, anywhere near how how good we were last year. So. Um, you know, I, I think it will benefit us overall. And, and, and like I said, I think the guys are uh, eager to, to prove some people wrong. I mean, this is like setting up perfectly for you, right? Uh, you, you like being under the radar anyway. Yeah, I think we we've always uh, I think we've always over uh, over accomplished. Um, I think the one time we did not we underperformed, we were preseason number one a few years ago we finished fourth I believe uh every other year we finished a, above our preseason ranking uh even last year I think we were picked to finish sixth or seventh and and won it so um so yeah I I, I always like playing being the underdog it, it kind of gives you one more um uh, you know w- w- one more thing to to motivate you um uh, throughout the season because the guy I, I do think that uh, a lot of the uh the teams in the league are are kind of uh thinking this is their chance to, to, to get us this year. Isn't there pressure to live up to the expectations too? I mean, that, that's sort of removed when you're not going in preseason number one, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, I think we're going to, you know, anytime we enter a season, I think we're going to have the goal of winning a conference championship. I think that's going to be a realistic goal. Uh, our conference is good, but there's no teams that are unbeatable. Um, it's a very even conference. I mean, there's no bad teams. Uh, any any team, like you could tell me right now who who wins the championship, and and honestly, I probably wouldn't be surprised. There's 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 so many different teams that could that could win it each year. Um, so, you know, I I I think from that end, um, you know, I I, I definitely think that uh, it, it's a it, it's a realistic goal. Uh, but you know that's not something where we're we're like all right well you know it's it's championship or bust you know it, 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 we can't really operate that way uh, we're just trying to get better every single day and everything will take care of itself. Yeah, last year you guys were uh, the the MAC champions first time since uh, two thousand seven uh, that, that you guys had, had had won the league so it had been a while. Uh, just what was the value for the kids that are back this year of of, of going through that experience? 
Um, I think it was uh, I, I think it was great because they just they saw everything come to fruition that we had continued to talk about. Um, you know, just believing that it could happen, uh, putting in the hard work. I mean, we we lost out in the whole COVID, the year before it was a COVID year, so uh, a lot of teams in our conference still played uh, abbreviated seasons. We didn't play any games, so you know our guys are having practice all year and workouts, knowing that we're not going to play any games and. I think it kind of started, uh, uh, you know, that that was a big part of it, which just kind of seeing that, you know, how focused they were and, you know, guys weren't missing anything and and we still had great energy. Um, and I think, you know, those guys putting that work in and and seeing it pay off has, has kind of given them that confidence um, uh, that, you know, we're, we're able to do this. Um, and so uh, I think, I think we have that pride now, like that maybe we, we hadn't had, you know, a few years ago. I mean, we had the pride. I don't know if we had the, um, you know, the unwavering confidence that we were going to win, going to be the best team in the conference, um, you know, every year. But now I think our guys just uh, are so focused on, uh, on just getting better every day that um, I think they do have, uh, uh, I think we're going to have, you know, some, we may not be as good. We may, but I think we're going to have similar confidence to last year where we're showing up every single game expecting to win. Um, and I think that just goes just with, uh, you know, taking care of, of business every single day. And and this is a great group. I mean, they they really work hard. They uh, We have some great leadership, uh, you know, high energy in practice, and and they're selfless. I mean, they, they, they are – truly a, a group that just wants to to, to win uh and, and they're, they're not a they're not a, a a team full of guys that's trying to fight over the stat sheet and the box score at the end of the game to see how many points you know they had or how many uh, minutes they played um they're just they they love seeing each other um play well and succeed and i think that's a big uh uh, a big key for us and and our chemistry and, I, and and we were the same way last year and I think that was a, a again a big part of it when you, when you win a conference title what does that do for you as a recruiter um I think it it kind of validates what you've been uh trying to harp on through the recruiting process you know in, in previous years I mean we've always been really good offensively we've broken all kinds of school records and you know we're usually one of the leading scoring team one of the leading uh teams in all offensive categories and in, in the conference and in the region even um and so you know we 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 really tried to uh you know sell that to recruits um but you know it's one thing to be really good offensively and and break these records and uh it's another thing to to do all that and 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 win championships so um you know i think Building up to that point, we have a, a you know a style of play that I think a lot of uh, high school kids uh, it kind of piques their interest. Um, and then when you couple that with us, you know more or less being able to play with pretty much any team in the country uh, last year. I mean, you know we 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 played with every every team uh, in the country. I mean Randolph Macon I think beat us by 19, and that was you know that our our. Uh, easily our, our worst loss, but then they, they won the national championship by more than that. So uh, that wasn't that bad of a loss, but, um, but yeah, I mean, uh, it, it's, uh, I, I, I think, I think overall, uh, you know, I, I really think that this is, uh, you know, the type of team that, 
you know, that that guys, especially when we have recruits on campus, they, they just want to be a part of it. It's just a likable group of guys. And when you couple everything in, you know, you got a good school, good location, uh, a team that's competing for 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 championships, a uh, fun style of play. Um, and, and when you when you add in the fact that our guys are, are really good people, um, I think it's a really good uh, selling you know, it's a really good situation just to sell recruits. And uh, I think we're in a really good spot for the uh, 2023 class um, because we have we're going to lose probably six guys to graduation. So it's going to be a bigger class. And, you know, it's kind of uh, matched up. You know, the, the timing's been really, really good where we've come off this, you know, really uh, great year. And, you know, it's right when we need a, a really big recruiting class. So we're hoping that momentum kind of carries over and, and we uh, get some commitments from some 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 really good players. We're talking to Hood men's basketball coach Chad Dickman here on the Final Score podcast. Coach, how, how do you feel Mason and Evan's legacies will resonate with with both your current players and future players? Because um because mason and evan they might not pass everyone's eyeball test as being dynamic basketball players uh they're 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 smaller guys uh they're they're undersized but yet they 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 can play with the best of them uh in in the division how do you think their stories and their legacies will will resonate uh with your current and future players yeah i mean they're uh they're hood college legends i mean everyone everywhere i go uh if it's any basketball event uh it never fails. Someone, someone asked about one of one of those two or both those guys. So, um, you know, they 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 were just you know the prototypical types of kids we look for. Just uh, really good people, good students. They really worked hard. Um, they they did what they were supposed to do, and, and they just kept getting better. Um, and, and you know, they took advantage of a lot of the resources we have here, uh, especially athletically, to to improve their games and. Uh, you know, I think when our guys just kind of, you know, see some, you know, see guys, see players coming in and really improve uh, from year to year like that and get to a level that they were at, it gives them confidence that they can, that they can, uh, you know, potentially do the same thing. Um, and, you know, when, when we're recruiting for, you know, for future players, you know, you can always bring up, you know, guys like that and just say, well, you know, the, these two guys, you know, they they weren't you know, extremely uh, heavily recruited out of high school. You know, we had to beat out probably two or three other schools to get them. Um, and, you know, it's, uh, it's one of those things you you can try to harp on with with, with recruits saying, you know, it, it, we have this situation here. If, if you're willing to come here and, and really put the work in and buy into what we do and get really good at the stuff that we do, uh, you know, you have a chance to be become a really, uh, a really good player. So, um, so they were great. I mean, they, there's all kinds of uh, uh, positives they brought to our uh, program and our community and the school. And, and uh, you know, uh, obviously, uh, uh, you know, you lose two guys like that. That's two big uh, uh, holes to fill. But, you know, I think what they left behind was, um, you know, just that that confidence that, you know, we don't need to be the biggest team. We don't need to be that most athletic team. Um we just, you know, we just got to have good basketball players and, and we just got to go out there and put the work in and expect to win. Well, you have to change the way you play this season because they're no longer with you. Uh, yeah, we we uh, we will do some a little bit different, but not not as much as people think. Like uh, some people have said, well, you'll have to just overhaul your entire uh, system without guys that can 
uh, do as many things as they did. Um, but I think uh, I think some of our guys that that played behind those two, uh, you know, they're going against them every day in practice. Um, you know, uh, they're talented in their own right. They they may not do specific things as well as those two, but you know, we got some guys that maybe uh, see the floor a little bit better. Some guys are a little bigger than than those two, uh, have more height, you know, a little longer. Some guys look uh, a little more athletic. So they, we got some guys that bring other things to the table. Um, so, you know, I, I don't think it's a complete overhaul of how how we're going to play at all. Um, it's just a matter of um, it, it's not going to be, uh, uh, you know, the same two guys uh, leading us in scoring most games, I don't think. I think it'll be more of a, a balanced attack and, um, you know, we'll have a a lot more guys, you know, touching the ball, scoring, getting assists, and and that's a good thing. Um, you are like your friend Jamie and Christian. You've never met a three pointer that you didn't like. How many threes did you attempt last year? Uh, I think we averaged thirty five a game. We we shot thirty five a game. Will you shoot that many this year? Sure. Uh, if if they're there, we'll take them. Um, they're like us, you know, our our. Uh, you know, we're doing a couple of different things on offense, but our, our mindsets and our and our style of play is is not going to be much different. I mean, we're going to shoot a ton of threes. Um, you know, all five guys on, on the court are going to be able to shoot the three and all of them are going to have the green light. Um, so, you know, it, it's right now it's just trying to figure out, you, you know, without having, you know, the Wang twins uh, putting as much pressure on the defense where, um, you know, they're they have a lot of help defenders focused on them. Uh, now we're just trying to figure out different ways to manufacture as many open looks. But uh, again, I think the ball moves a little bit more with uh, with our current team and and, and our guys find uh, open guys. I mean, we really do a good job at this point of just kind of moving the ball and finding open windows to 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 get our uh, to get our players. And um, you know, I I don't know. I think we shot 33s in our first scrimmage, and we haven't statted up our second scrimmage yet. But um, I think we shot probably more than 30 in the second scrimmage. So, um, so we'll see. We'll, uh, uh, you know, we shot at about 38% last year from three, taking that many. So I don't know if we'll shoot it as well uh, this year. Um, but you know, we'll, we'll definitely take a lot. And, and uh, like I said, I think we'll do some other things a little bit better than than uh, our team last year. What what constitutes a bad shot? Just timing and the defense you're facing, or ball not moving, or what? What's a bad shot? Uh, so we we pretty much consider a bad shot uh, anything that's not a three or a layup. Um, oh, so, so so your mid mid range basketball is dead to you, is what you're saying? Dead to me, man. Um, but you know, if like we'll take some mid range late in the shot clock, um, you know, foul line jumpers like against the zone. Uh, we. We can live with but you know with our with how much we can spread the floor having five shooters on the court um you know we're just very different than a lot of teams like it, when you got five shooters out there it stretches the defense out uh a lot and we don't really put guy we don't really post up guys either so the lane's always empty so you know uh if you can get around your man a lot of times you're, you're getting all the way to the rim um and so you know, with some teams, you may they may shoot more mid-range jumpers because they got a post player that they can't they don't want to drive into. So, um, 
with us, it's just uh, it's just a style of play aspect, and it's just uh, and it's analytics, and you know, um, uh, very rarely will we will we take a, a mid range jumper. And, and if if we take a quick contested three, that's a bad shot as well. Like we, I think we, if we run our actions, we're usually getting pretty pretty open looks uh, from three. So um, that's what we're trying to take. You know, mo anything at the rim or or any three pointers. Uh, you know that that's that's our bread and butter. You give us the nuts and bolts about what the analytics say about mid range versus three pointer. Just just the layman's term explanation. So I mean, more or less analytically, you're you're shooting a layup. You know, you're you're making that eighty percent of the time in a game. Um, it could be contested. So you know, mathematically, that's like a one point six point shot. You know, two points, you're gonna make it eighty percent of the time. Uh, three pointer, if you can, if you can shoot it at uh at 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 forty percent, um, you know, you you're looking at whatever that is, like uh. Man, put me on the spot now. One, yeah, we're, one, we're, we're two, not we're not math majors maybe. here. Yeah, <laughs> one point two, and then uh, you know the two pointer, like a a, a mid range two, is also around forty percent. Just overall, that's like the national average for for mid range twos. Um, so you know if you're hitting forty percent on a two, you're looking at 0.8 points for that shot. Uh, that's what that shot's worth. So. Um, you know, theoretically, layups are the best shots, uh, foul shots are the second best shot, and uh, three-pointers are, are third, and then it's a big drop-off after that. So um, we kind of look at look at that. And then obviously a lot of it, you know, you can, you know, uh, filter it into, all right, was that contested? Is it wide open? Is it, you know, there's all kinds of stuff. But they got enough, um, you know, video software and, 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 and stat tracking stuff now where you can get a pretty good feel for it which teams are taking the most valuable shots and uh, and kind of go off that. But we've been doing this for probably at least five, six years. Yeah. On your roster, uh, you have a couple guys that people will recognize before even their time with you. Uh, one is uh, Tremaine Strickland, a Tuscarora graduate. Uh, he's a senior guard for you now. Just talk about Tremaine's value to your team. Yeah, so Tremaine's had a, uh, a really good uh, year so far. I mean, he – he was one of those guys that was playing behind Evan Mace. And so, um, you know, he, he didn't get, he probably played, I don't know, 10 to 12 minutes a game last year. Um, this year, he, you know, the plan is for him to play significantly more than that. Um, and, 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 and he's really, um, really improved his game and really gotten a little more uh, uh, comfortable with our style of play. Uh, I think last year was a, a really good year for him to, to understand what he needs to be really good at to be successful. And, um, you know, like you, like you had mentioned before, just watching kind of how Evan, Evan and Mason um, took advantage of our, you know, offensive style and, and kind of maximized it. I think Tremaine's doing the, uh, the same thing right now. So um, he's, uh, he should be one of our leading scorers. Um, you know, he, he's playing, he's playing really well. Um, you know, we got Garrison Linton from Oakdale, uh, who, who's another uh, Frederick County guy who's, I think, should have a uh, kind of a breakout season. Um, you know, he was a little bit up and down last year, as most freshmen are, a little inconsistent. Um, I think the physic physicality of the college level kind of just kind of warmed down towards the second half of the year. But um, he put on about 10, 15 pounds over the offseason. Uh, he's gotten stronger, playing a lot more confident. Um, and, uh, and, and, and he's played really well in both our uh, – uh, our scrimmages. So, um, so yeah, those, those, uh, two guys, um, 
you know, our, our Frederick County guys, and they've uh, they've had a uh, a really nice uh, off season, and we expect big things uh, from them this year. Uh, Josh Stevens from Walkersville is on your roster too, right? Yeah, Josh is a, a freshman. Um, just kind of had an unlucky um, uh, past six to nine months or so. He, he sprained, he had a high ankle sprain in the, in the spring. Um, and just kind of, uh, even when he came back in the summer, just kind of nagged and, and he'd aggravated every, every so often. And, um, so, uh, he's still, he's still not a hundred percent yet. He, he, he's getting close, but I feel like every time he gets close to hundred percent, uh, he steps wrong and, and, and turns it again. So, um, he's, uh, he's actually, he was actually, he texted me, uh, about 10 minutes ago. He just got done physical therapy. So he, he's giving me an update on it, but, um, He's good to go. He's, he, he can play live. It's just a matter of, um, you know, uh, how long he can play and, uh, um, you know, how, how his ankle holds up. It's just about we just got to get it stronger. So, um, but he, he he's a guy that's, again, he's he's got a lot of potential, a lot of talent. Uh, he's just trying to pick up on everything right now just because, you know, I, our freshmen are just kind of getting the, you know, full uh, – uh, you, you know, the, 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 the whole kitchen sink because of so we do so many things different and it can be overwhelming. So um, him and, um, you know, Javon Yarbrough from Williamsport High School in Hagerstown are, are the two guys that are just trying to pick up as much as possible. And, uh, you know, they're, they're both going to be good players for us. Um, you know, we'll see how, um, you know, how much uh, uh, they can help us, you know, as, as freshmen. Uh, again, we don't, we don't need them to to come out here and play 30 minutes uh, by any means, but um, they're both going to be good players uh, for us. Well, will they see minutes for you this season, do you think, or will they just be getting their feet wet uh, for most of the year? Yeah, it's hard to say right now. I mean, uh, you know, with, with Josh, just with his, with his ankles, just kept him behind a little bit. So uh, Javon's probably in a position to, to uh, maybe get minutes uh, a little earlier. And, uh, you know, plus we have one of our, uh, our, our grad transfers is, has had some injuries as well. So we're not really sure of his status, uh, for the, uh, uh, the upcoming game. So, um, you know, from the guard standpoint, uh, Javon's probably in a, uh, an easier position to kind of get into some, uh, uh, into the rotation and get some minutes. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, you know, they're, they're both talented enough by, you know, late in the year, I, I can see them both, um, you know, getting, getting, uh, you know, solid minutes, but, um, you know, regardless they're like I said, it's freshman year is just with us. It's just a, a little bit different because of how different we play. And it's a little harder to pick up on stuff uh, when new guys come into the program. So um, their guys, I think will probably have really good sophomore years uh, once they're a little, com- once they're a lot more comfortable with uh, everything that we do. A word about uh, Christopher Smalls, coach. Uh, he decided to come back to you as a graduate student. He's been one of your best players uh, over the years, uh, even with the Wang Twins uh, on the roster and, and, and doing so much for you. Just a, just a word about Chris and what he's meant to your program. Yeah, man, he's just he's just Mr. Reliable. Um, just talk about like just a, a low-maintenance guy that just does what he's supposed to do, and you can just always rely on him to just bring value. Uh, doesn't always – you know, get recognized as uh, as a guy that's, uh, you know, putting up a, t- a lot of stats. He's very unselfish, um, but he's probably, he might be, 
you know, our most underrated player every single year, just because, uh, again, he's he he brings so much to the table from a standpoint of defensively, he's one of the best defensive players in the conference. And I can put him wherever I want in our zone. And I know that that area of the floor is going to be pretty much locked down because he's just so athletic, so long, he's smart. Um, so uh, he's just uh, he, he's just a kid that's been uh, – you know, just getting better and better every year. Um, I, I think he will uh, probably have his um, highest scoring year this year, just because you know I, I think he'll 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 just be have to be in a position where he's taking more shots. Um, but you know, he's the type of guy where I'll have to yell at him to shoot more because he's just he's gonna he's gonna take what's there and uh, he's not gonna overdo it and he's just so unselfish. But um, you know, like I said, he he is. Uh, He's probably going to be uh, one of, if not, if not our most valuable player, regardless of what the stats say. Yeah, give us a couple other guys to watch out for this season. Um, so we got a graduate transfer from McDaniel named Mike uh, Mike Wallace. He uh, he was their leading scorer last year, so we're really excited about him. Like I said, he's just uh, overcoming some injuries right now. He's just kind of uh, indefinitely out. We're hoping we can get him back uh, sooner than later. Um, uh, Will Patakey was a kid that came off the bench for us last year, um, and I think he's going to uh, play uh, a handful of more minutes this year, be probably a more significant role, uh, been been very good from a leadership end uh, um, in practice and just kind of puts his hard hat on every day and just does the dirty work, and, 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 and he's really improved his overall offensive game. Um, Jack Fricka, same type of uh, guy. He's, he's – uh, uh, he could potentially start for us, um, you know, throughout the year. Both of those guys could potentially start for us throughout the year. But uh, Jack's just kind of a, you know, a jack of all trades, more or less. Just uh, does a little bit of everything. He's hard-nosed. He plays hard. He rebounds. He uh, he can score. Um, uh, he's smart. So uh, those two guys, uh, Will and Jack, are, are definitely two guys that um, we'll, we'll, we'll see an increased uh, role this year. Um, and you got a couple uh, other guys like, you know, Jared Young is a, our graduate transfer from Princeton who, who played with us last year. This will be his last year of eligibility, but uh, just a big time leader. Um, I mean, he, he's just he's our most vocal guy. He's almost positive guy. He's uh, just hungry to learn. He's hungry to teach the younger guys. He's just uh, uh, he, he's all about winning and, and, and being successful. And so uh, guys like that. You know, you, you can't have enough of those guys. So uh, he'll he'll be on the court a little bit more than last year, um, I think. And then we got, um you know, some guys that – some of our forwards and, and back line of our zone guys, you know, you got guys like uh, Soren Almquist who had a great second half last year, uh, you know, probably our best rebounder and shot blocker and, uh, you know, can knock down the threes. He's a good athlete. Um, so he'll play another key role for us. Brian Barrett, who's been uh, – he's been here five years. He just – you know, he just uh, – continues to get better every single day, every single day. And uh, you put him out there and like, he rarely messes up. He's just, he just, he, you know, he's not the most athletic guy. I mean, he's a six foot three power forward, but you know, he just does so many positive things. Um, and then uh, Ryan Hallwoodell, who, who uh, started every game for us last year, um, I think could, could have a really big jump this year, which is production. I think he's, uh, he, he's playing as confident as he ever have, has. He's shooting it well. Um, you know, he's, he's expanded his game a little bit off the dribble. 
Um, so I, I could see Ryan being a guy that averages double digits this year uh, throughout the season. Um, and then uh, just some other guys that, that that are in the mix that, that you know, uh, could crack the rotation at any point, like Will Spencer is one of our uh, 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 forwards that uh, is that shoots the ball well, but he's just a tough kid. He's, he's just a winner. Um, and we can put him in and, and uh, uh, you know, he's just he's a good plus minus guy because he just he really hypes up the team and the, the guys like playing with him. Um, and then we got guys like Troy Fulton, who's a younger guy, Ian Pugh, who's a fifth year guy, um, Andrew Wareheim, who's been out with uh, 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 a couple injuries as well. Um, and then Bryce Keller, who's uh, from Hagerstown, from Smithsburg. Uh, those guys are, are are just working hard, and uh, you know they they they're guys that you know I'm not scared to put in the game by any means. Um, uh, it's just we're we're so deep this year. Um, it's going to be a, a a competitive situation. I mean, we got 15, 16 guys we can get in there. Um, so you know, it's just a matter of you know injuries. Thankfully, we're not going to take a have a big drop off because uh, we're so deep. Um, so. Uh, I really like the group, and, and again, it, it'll be competitive. And, and like I said, we're just uh, it, it, we just have so many guys that we can throw in there that you know I'm excited just to kind of tinker with just different lineups and see uh, which guys continue to work and and and, and uh, you know uh, bring value to the table. All right. Well, we're running out of time here. We got about a minute left, but um, and and you and you don't know who your leading scorer might be, so that must be kind of exciting for you for you too at this point in time. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's uh, it's uh, you don't really have have this situation very often. You usually kind of have a pretty good idea, but right. No, I'm, I'm excited. Well, uh, once again, it is uh, Hood College, uh, the MMI uh, tip-off uh, uh, classic uh, this Friday, November, uh, I guess it would be November the 11th and 12th. Uh, Hood plays Goucher on Friday at 6 p.m., followed by number one in the country, defending national champion Randolph Macon against uh, Mary Baldwin. Uh, winners meet at 3 o'clock on Saturday, Constellation before that. Coach Chad Dickman, we're running out of time. Thanks for joining us, sir. It's been great. Thanks, Greg. Appreciate it, man. Yep. Thank you. And that'll do it for us this week uh, here on the Final Score Podcast. Uh, thanks to Graham Cullen for producing, for Alexander Dacey and John Cannon for joining me to talk Frederick County Sports. Have a great week, everyone, and we'll be back here next week with another episode. See ya.